0: of the very first Academy Award Best Picture 1927. Wings, starring Clara Bow, Charles Buddy Rogers, Richard Arlen, and Gary Cooper, appearing in a role that launched his career. Directed by one of Hollywood's legendary directors, William A. Wellman, Wings has been masterfully restored, including an all new recording of the original soundtrack by J.S. Zemishnik, and exciting surround sound from Academy Award winner Ben Burt and Skywalker Sound. Setting the standard for exhilarating combat in World War One, Wings, the last great silent film. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And I am the host of this show. And my name is David Heath. And uh, on the show, we try to talk about movies from every era and just about every genre. And um, I have a special recurring series that I have decided to, to do. And it is going to involve uh, the Academy Awards. And uh, I'm going to explore over the next few years or so. Uh, every so often, I'm going to pop on an episode and talk about a- Academy Award winners from each award show and from each year that they awarded the academy awards um they used to be called just academy awards they were not called oscars in the beginning they were called the the academy awards and it was established by doug douglas fairbanks and mary pickford two of the biggest stars of the time but they also started the Academy and the first um, also not to mention United Artists uh, along with uh, Charlie Chaplin and D.W. Griffith, but Douglas Fairbanks was actually the host of the first Academy Awards. Uh, But what we're going to do is we're going to explore each and every awards ceremony. And we're going to mainly break down Best Picture, Best Actor, and Best Actress. Um, I am not, I don't have intentions to uh, to dissect every single award that, that was given in every single Academy Awards show, but the big three, Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, I want to uh, go over and just kind of give my opinion if the right right movie or right person one only my opinion and of course anyone can override my opinion with their own opinion Um, but i what i have a plan to do is just to approach the subject uh, from time to time and and not make this be a main focus of the show but instead just make make it one of the topics uh we're gonna we're gonna start at the beginning Um, in 1920 with 1928, uh, with movies from 1927, 28 qualifying for the first Academy Awards. And also then we'll go over the second Academy Awards in this show. I haven't decided if I'm going to do two each time or just one. I think if I do two, I will get through it a little faster and I won't have, um, <laughs> I won't have this. Won't be a, a ten year ordeal. I maybe I can get through all the the films, uh, through or all the award shows. Maybe I'll finally catch up with it or something. But uh, but having said that, it's a lot of research, a lot of movie watching, and a lot of movie rewatching. And uh, it's easy just to say, you know, oh, the Academy got it right, and you know, haven't seen the movie in six seven years. Um, I just rewatched Gone with the Wind, and I did a podcast episode uh, back in 2019 on Gone with the Wind, um, but I haven't seen it since, and I just now saw it for the first time in four years, and and I'm, and I'm reminded of, of its greatness. Uh, we're not going to start in 1939. I'm just giving you an example. We're going to start uh, with the first two Academy Awards, unfortunately. These are awards that weren't given to very many silent films. In fact, only one silent film won Best Picture. And as stated in the um, the, the little audio that I just played at the start of the show, it, you know, Wings did win uh, the first Best Picture. And throughout this first half of the show, we'll discuss whether or not that was the right right choice, or whether it was the wrong choice. We're going to go over other choices. And um, now I'm going to maybe change the rules as we go along, but it is my show, and I can do that. Uh, The fact of the matter is film evolved over, uh, well, since 1927, film has evolved. And things have changed. And I may go approach it differently by the time I get to later films. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but in preparation for this, it uh, took me several weeks because I had to re-watch several films and one I had to watch for the first time. Or at least I think it was the first time. But anyway, um, I'm, we're going to have a lot of fun on this. And if you're on a platform, uh, particularly you know Facebook, if you're uh, listening to this, through Facebook, uh, you know, and you click on the links to through Facebook, well, uh, let me know if you think I'm right or wrong or if you think uh, the Academy is right or wrong or maybe they, maybe they got it wrong. Um, you know, I think that one thing that makes this subject fascinating is that we oftentimes will think, oh, wow, that's a great film, and then by the end of the year um they pick the film and then it wins best picture and then 30 years later a reassessment of it, uh, it involves uh, most people believing that another film should have won sometimes there's an immediate thought that uh, the other film should have won uh, sometimes it doesn't come through over time so it's really kind of hard to give out these awards i think best actor and best actress are a little easier but when you try to assess best picture, um, it involves emotions and, uh, you know, it's more than just set design and the acting performances and um, even more than the script. Um, it ha- it involves, you know, the effects, uh, knowing how much it costs you know, for the budget. Um, there's something about watching a film Ten years later, and either assessing it for the first time or or reassessing it, um, and you know, and let it letting it marinate, you know, for a little while, and and realizing, oh, well, okay, um, and you always know, see how it aged, and um, you know, I, I think there's something to that. Uh, so kind of like in in halls of fame in sports, um, they usually don't allow. Athletes to uh, uh, be in the, in the Hall of Fame until after they've been retired for five years, and I think there's there's something has to do has something to do with the fact that uh, emotionally you're on this high with that particular athlete, and you thought, oh wow, he just won you know uh, this big game. Yeah, we definitely need to get him in the soup. you know, get him in the Super Bowl, get him in the Hall of Fame, and. And then ten years later, we you, you look at it and go, like, "Oh, that was probably a little premature to just throw him in the Hall of Fame." Look at his stats; they really aren't that great. And the same goes for a film. Uh, sometimes you watch a movie, um, and then yeah, you know, like you know, sometimes three years later, you're thinking, "Why didn't they pick something else?" And um, so. I'm not going to go over too many of the movie, too many examples, because I don't want to spoil future episodes, even if they're going to be five years from now or whatever. But uh, uh, but there are some movies that everybody agreed, oh, yeah, that's the best picture of the year. And then 20, 30 years later, maybe not. Maybe there was another choice that would have been better. Uh, but, but we are going to approach this subject, particularly the first episode uh, involving this subject we're going to approach it way after the fact <laughs> um none of the people are are in this particular episode the best actor best actress so the makers of any of the films uh, that we're going to discuss none of them are alive today uh, so emotion is kind of rolled out and we're just assessing it as best we can, and when I say we, I really mean I, assessing it as best we can, um, objectively, or trying to anyway. You know, can't always be perfectly objective with films, uh, obviously, but anyway, uh, so the first Academy Awards again was, uh, was uh, hosted by Douglas Fairbanks. It was in a record paced. 15 minutes long. Unbelievable. It was hosted on, on August 1st. Or, excuse me, it was uh, uh, hosted on May 16th, 1929. Um, the films from August 1st of uh, 1927 to July of 1928, they are eligible for this first Academy Awards show. So what, what I will do is I will go ahead and tell you what won, um, because... Spoiler, if you're listening to this show, you probably know uh, a lot of these years what won just by just by knowing. You, know, you Googled it, you watched it, whatever. Uh, however, no one watched this one. There's there's a few pictures available. Uh, I may post those on the Facebook page, but uh, we'll uh, get there when we get there. But the uh, best picture for, of the year... Uh, was uh, Wings. Now, the thing that was made this uh, different is that there was a second category uh, for unique films, which didn't exist uh, uh, soon after this uh, first um, awards ceremony. And that winner was Sunrise. And so... Uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the movies that uh, that that are the movies that won, uh, the the actors and actresses that won, and and then mention maybe some that weren't nominated that maybe uh, should have been in the running or maybe should have been nominated, uh, um, or uh, maybe just you know to list the ones that were nominated. Uh, but we're going to do this as we we're making the rules up as we go along here. Okay, <laughs> kind of like the Academy did. Um, up front, I want to tell you some movies that were non-qualifiers um, and that would be on this list nominated list for me if if it were if they were eligible. Uh, Metropolis uh, by you know directed by Fritz Lang. Um, the Unknown. Uh, psh- a terrific film starring long cheney and joan crawford um and uh just a uh, wonderful wonderful movie the unknown i definitely recommend it um this would be on the on my lobby list and you know i'm i can't say it wouldn't have won i don't know uh, but uh, children of divorce another really good claire Bow movie uh, which wings the actual winner uh, starred Clara Beau. Um, other movies that uh, no, no, like I said, Sunrise, it it won for uh, the uh, best unique uh, uh, production. Uh, but uh, Sunrise is would be is on my list to consider uh, the the racket, a gangster film uh, is on there. Uh, another movie called Seventh Heaven is on there. Um, oh, I, I failed to mention The Flesh and the Devil uh, with Greta Garbo. That is a movie that um, really deserved to win a nomination, but it wasn't eligible. So I, I will put that uh, up there. Um, let's see. I, I would have nominated The Gaucho. Uh, I would have nominated Speedy Gaucho with is with Doug Fairbanks. Um, I would have nominated Speedy uh, with um, with uh, Harold Lloyd, and um, and I'm tipping my hat to Suzanne right now. If you go back to uh, a year or two ago, or I think back in 2021, we uh, we greeted. Suzanne Lloyd on the show to talk about her grandfather, Harold Lloyd. And uh, we talked a lot about uh, the movie Speedy, which she says is her favorite film of uh, her grandfather. Uh, The Student Prince of uh, Old Heidelberg. uh, A really marvelous uh, film directed by Ernst Lubitsch. Uh, The Circus with Charlie Chaplin. It was nominated. And... I would have also nominated College uh, with Buster Keaton. And so those are the uh, best picture nominees for as far as I'm concerned. The actual nominees were Wings, The Racket, and Seventh Heaven. Uh, So... Uh, but I listened to some more, Sunrise, which won the kind of the second category, uh, College. Uh, oh, oh, and The, and the, the, the Crowd, is another one I would mention. Oh, and there was another production called uh, Chang, uh, which won for Best uh, Unique, or not won, but was nominated for Best Unique in Artistic Picture. And, uh, and The Crowd was also nominated, uh, film directed by King Vidor, now, as I assess some of these, uh, The Crowd is a, a very good film. Um, Underworld, uh, I don't know if I mentioned that, is, is another uh, good production. But um, ultimately, uh, when I assess Underworld, I think it of it as probably a, a three-and-a-half star movie. Um, And uh, it stars George uh, Bancroft, Clive Brook, and Evelyn uh, uh, Brent. And Evelyn Brent looks absolutely beautiful in this. Uh, George Bancroft plays a really great mob boss. uh, And Clive Brook plays the the better-looking guy that uh, kind of steals his lady. So to speak, and uh, Larry Seaman's also in the movie, and it's it. <laughs> he's he plays the comic relief, and and he does that pretty well. Um, let's see, and uh, then you know what it, it, I, you got movies that uh, here are really good. I know, um, you know, the Gaucho, really fun film with Douglas Fairbanks. Um, Again, I I would call it a a three-and-a-half-star movie. And um, the crowd, I would give probably three to three-and-a-half stars. Um, College, uh, Buster Keaton uh, is really fun. Uh, But it is not Buster Keaton's best. It's really good, but it's not his best. And I would say the same thing about The Circus, Charlie Chaplin. Um, I think... um, Charlie Chaplin had some masterpieces. I think if the circus is one of them, it's at the bottom of the list of the ma- of the masterpieces, in my opinion. I, modern Times is much better. Um, the Gold Rush is much better. Um, and The Kid is much better. And the circus fits in somewhere, you know, shortly, maybe a- after that. Maybe you like a couple of the talkies a little bit more. But um, at any rate, uh, this is not Charlie Chaplin's best movie, The Circus. And, you know, this is purely my opinion. Uh, but um, ultimately, it, what it came down to was Sunrise, the film the that won for Best Unique and Artistic Picture, and Wings. Um, uh, going go going back up to the the racket by the way um, the racket is, you know is a really good film gangster film um, i think it falls short of of underworld uh, just barely but it i think it falls short of the underworld um, albeit a really fun movie very good movie uh, it falls just a little short uh then the student prince of of old heidelberg uh Really good Lubitsch film. I again, I give that three and a half stars. Uh, so it does come down to Sunrise and Wings, the movies that actually won awards. This was not easy, <laughs> this was not easy at all. And I and I, I hope people don't ridicule me over uh, some of the choices. I know this one it's tough to go wrong with, um, but. I, you know, I I look at uh, Sunrise, and I see a film that is completely beautiful. And if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, because it is a movie that probably hasn't been seen by the whole crowd. Uh, This is a really, really good movie. Uh, Involves this classic case of, uh, hey, uh, you're pretty. I know I'm married, but you're really pretty. I'm going to fall for you. And then uh, it takes a couple different twists. Um, she suggests uh, to kill her his wife uh, so he can be with her. And um, things don't go exactly as planned, um, at least by her. But anyway, uh, it's a movie that I would highly suggest there are wonderful drops in there, sound drops. Uh, this is this is definitely a silent film, but it does have sound effects. So there's no dialogue, uh, but but indeed you do see um, you do you do hear a lot of of noises, and it's perfect. It's a wonderful. It's a four star film. I love this film. I recommend it. It's beautiful. It's wonderful, it's sweet, and it has, um, you know, some uh, d- drama he- and sometimes a heavy melodrama, but uh, but it has drama in it and uh, I highly recommend it. Having said all that, i give it four stars out of four, but the winner for me is the actual winner, which was Wings. Ah, uh, Wings. Technically, the award Wings won uh, is is called Outstanding Picture. It's not called Best Picture. Outstanding Picture. And uh, but ultimately, Wings is looked at as the first Best Picture winner. Uh, that's how people look at it today, and uh, and that's how I look at it. And I look at it as Wings is the best production. of of that particular year. Directed by William Wellman. And, it, of course, as the trailer stated, uh, stars uh, the beautiful Clara Bow, uh, Charles Buddy Rogers, Richard Arlen, and also Gary Cooper. Uh, So you gotta make sure you watch for Gary Cooper, but he is in uh, a little bit of the film. Uh, Clara Bow was shoehorned in this so to speak, but it was done masterfully and wonderfully and beautifully. Um, it is a good love story, um, and it's also a great uh, male love story too. There's um, it, there's some really great friendship here uh, in in this uh, between the two uh, male leads, uh, Richard Arlen and charles buddy rogers uh buddy rogers by the way um he eventually ended up marrying mary Pickford, um who <laughs> yeah it's just a kind of hollywood's twisted right um but <laughs> anyway but it's just such a beautiful movie uh and um and it's beautifully shot uh when and it holds up today uh, but you see you know these wonderful um fighter planes, uh, and just really great footage. Um, and I, and I think really the, what it amounted to was now, by the way, tried to get William Wilman Jr. On, on the, the podcast. Hope he's doing okay. You know, right now, but he, um, after agreeing to be on the show, we, we, we agreed to a time and then he postponed and then he postponed again and then he postponed again and he still has a come on. <laughs> but, um, it still had, um, uh, you know, it still had a podcast about the top 10 William Wellman movies. Uh, this uh, shows up as number one. I think Oxbow incident was number two, but you can go back and listen to that episode. One of my most listened to, uh, of the whole show. I, I'm um, fascinated that so many people uh, clicked on the top ten William Wellman show. Um, so where I just discuss my favorite ten William Wellman movies, uh, but I think Wings is the best picture, um, you know. And it's it's great that a movie star such as Clara Bow, who was the biggest movie star uh, at the time. Um, you know, oh, oh, going back to what I was saying, William Wellman was, I think, wanted to shoot this picture, and the you know, only way he could get it done is if that big bankable star, Clara Bow, was was in it. And so uh, she was written in this so, so marvelously. And, I mean, and there's moments where it looks like her film, and then there's moments where we're looking at a different film. Uh, but it's all still kind, It all co- it all Is cohesive And it's not messy in the least bit Which you'd think it might be um, In fact there's some Really wonderful uh, Shots in it uh, There's a scene in a tavern where the, the Camera moves uh, And I'm not sure how to describe How the camera moves uh, But we had never seen it up to that point Where it goes table to table To table to table and it's just really perfectly shot. As are these uh airplane scenes, just absolutely great scenery. Um it's I it had to be super eye candy in nineteen twenty seven. And then you look at it today and it still looks marvelous. And you wonder how in the world do they do that in nineteen twenty seven? You know, fifty years later they didn't have as their movies that didn't have nearly as good a footage so but this one scores four stars out of four uh, in a mo- in a year that was definitely not starving of of great films because there were a lot of them i just talked about them i mean it's just unbelievable the the, the great films that came out of 1927 slash 28 Uh, but it's too bad some of these earlier films weren't eligible um you know ultimately uh would have been interesting to pit metropolis against the wings Uh, might have been interesting but uh we uh, we only go with what was eligible and uh, wings the first academy award-winning best picture technically an outstanding picture well deserved and i'm happy to state that i think the academy got it right um sunrise of course won the let the slightly lesser category uh sunrise is also a four-star movie someone's gotta win someone's gotta lose and um, just by a hair wings is better in my opinion uh best actor for for that year Uh, we had It, em, emile jannings won the award uh, for the, the last command richard Barthelmas, uh was nominated for the noose and also for the the patent leather kid um and ultimately when you go over this there are some that weren't nominated uh, oh i forgot uh, charlie chaplin was nominated for the circus and I'll repeat, I don't think this is Charlie Chaplin's best movie. Um, in fact, I would go with Speedy with Harold Lloyd is, is better. And, um, and I would nominate Harold Lloyd. But also Steamboat Bill Jr., Buster Keaton, the big three comedy guys. I would nominate him, too, uh, for Steamboat Bill Jr., And you also have another film uh, the way starring Lon Chaney called Laugh, Clown, Laugh that I would put up there as a nomination. Um, this uh, was not the best year for, for dramas uh, as far as best actors. Um, uh, and, you know, as I assess this, I see the big three Harold of comedy, uh, Harold Lloyd, Buster Keaton, and Charlie Chaplin, and um, I am I am torn. I'm torn as I talk about this. Um, I I don't really have the strongest opinion about this particular category this particular year um emile jannings you know i i lean toward uh giving uh it uh, to him um but ultimately um i i also look at at those the big three comedy guys uh charlie chaplin i i eliminate because the the circus had a great performance by charlie but um it's just missing that special um uh, from um and i'm not exactly sure how to explain it it's just uh the circus is really <laughs> brilliant in the first 15 minutes and charlie gives maybe the best 15 minutes of uh, perform- performance of his career the scene in the maze scene where or or, or, or the mirror scene where he's running from the cop. Um, it's real hard for me to look at that and say, oh my gosh, uh, I got to give it to him. But then I, I, re- I recognize the rest of the film lacks just a little bit. And um, definitely Charlie wasn't going just going through the motions. It was a really great tramp performance. But um, out of all the tramp performances, I, I put it, Uh, around number, you know, 20 or so. Um, So, uh, then I I look at uh, Buster Keaton and realize that Steamboat Bill Jr., uh, we talked... uh, We talked with Carrie Specht a couple of years ago uh, about Sherlock Jr. with Buster Keaton, uh, which didn't qualify for our show about the the academy awards Uh, but uh, yeah, i look at that and i'm thinking that might have been his best performance and but then i I look at steamboat bill jr and i see the uh the the facade of that house falling on on him and he the window falls right through his body uh just such a wonderful marvelous scene and of course he's got you know that stone face uh look um But ultimately, um, I am going to give a a surprise winner to this. Ultimately, and I'm going to say Emil Jannings uh, does uh, a marvelous job um, and and, uh, delivers a terrific performance. Uh, Co-stars Evelyn Brent, um, who's just lovely. But... I give it to Harold Lloyd and Speedy, and here's why. Because I look at Speedy, and and I, um, you know, I talked to Suzanne Lloyd about this extensively, and, um, you know, maybe I'm partial to it just because of my conversation with her, maybe I'm partial to it just because I think the movie is adorable. Uh, but I love the interactions with Babe Ruth, um, I love all of the um, early part of the film, and uh, the movie moves so fast. Uh, imagine that a movie called Speedy moving fast. <laughs> it does move fast, um, but it's just a just a, in a totally enjoyable film, and uh, and I. Um, I like a lot of these other candidates. Um, uh, it's hard, really, to compare Emil Jannings to Harold Lloyd. Completely different types of performances, obviously. Um, but in this particular case, I'm going to give it to a, co- a movie comedian, and I may do this more often than not. Uh, surprise! You know, with a provide a surprise uh for uh my winner because um you know comedy uh and action movies for sure but comedy um is overlooked and the timing of speedy is beautiful wonderful um and yeah the interactions with the bay ruth are just marvelous uh so suzanne lloyd if you're listening uh your grandfather deserves this award, and I am going to give it to him retrospectively. Um, what is it, 96 years later, <laughs> or 95 years later. Uh, so congratulations, Harold Lloyd. You win the Best Actor uh, Performance, uh, or Best Actor Award uh, for the first Academy Awards. And so that's my pick, for, and I, uh, I would overrule uh, the Academy's pick by Emile Jennings, but not by much. It may just be that I like the movie better, Speedy. I don't know. Uh, but the best actress, uh, difficult as well. Um, who actually won? Uh, Janet Gaynor won for Seventh Heaven, which I didn't mention in the best... Or I I barely mentioned. uh, I did mention it, but I didn't talk about it. Uh, Seventh Heaven. Boring. (laughs) Boring movie. Jenny Gaynor, great performance in a boring movie. I'm telling you, uh, Seventh Heaven has no business uh, being mentioned uh, more than than zero times uh, in an award ceremony. This is one of those times where, yeah. Um, nine decades later we can reassess and say ah that's kind of a boring movie seventh heaven and i backed up a little bit um this, the, the film scores um sub it's sub six on uh, imed and uh, you know so i mean not that IMDb is the be all end all but uh it's just uh, yeah yeah not so great um a contemporary review of it uh thought uh, was ter- terrific the new york times uh but uh, i i disagree with the reviewer of the new york times whoever that was at the time when i don't know uh but janet Gaynor uh won actually for a performance in seventh heaven and in street angel which is a wonderful film and and she was also in sunrise Janet Greener was pretty busy. Uh, Louise Dresser was also nominated for a movie, called the Ship Comes In. And Gloria Swanson was nominated for Sadie Thompson. Um, and um, I would throw in uh, Norma Shearer uh, for her performance in uh, Student Prince of Heidelberg. I would also throw in... Um, Marion Davies or the Patsy. Wonderful comedy. And, (laughs) by the way, uh, what about Lillian Gish and The Wind? Oh my gosh, the plot thickens. Uh, It's tough. This is really tough. Um, I ultimately give Janet Gaynor uh, the. award just barely over Lillian Gish the wind Um, the wind is just absolutely marvelous performance by Lillian Gish and the um, the nostalgia side of me wants to give Lillian Gish this uh, award um, because you know I did a podcast episode about Lillian Gish and she's just such a marvelous marvelous actress and it's so unfortunate that Lillian Gish and Mary Pickford made so many movies before this that didn't qualify for an award uh, they it's just such a shame um but ultimately I give it to Janet Gaynor not for Sunrise uh but uh for uh Street Angel and not for 7th Heaven either but but for Street Angel in uh, in street angel uh, she plays a a young lady just really down on her luck so down on her luck that she dives into prostitution uh unsuccessfully Uh, but uh, she is struggling and she ends up uh, she ends up getting some help from some gentlemen and um, some bad things happened to her if you have not seen it i'm not going to spoil it uh, but you definitely should see street angel if you're listening to my voice right now you should see street angel and janet Gaynor is the reason to love it and janet Gaynor is the reason to fall in love with the movie it's just such a great great production uh this Did not make it for my best picture. Sunrise is the better movie between Street Angel and um, Sunrise. Uh, Street Angel is is a lesser picture, but it is a wonderful performance by Janet Gaynor, and I give her the nod for uh, best actress. so uh there you have the first academy awards and uh, my my thoughts on those and uh, so to recap uh, the best picture the actual winner was wings and i affirm it i say wings should have won and emile jannings won best actor and i come close to affirming that but i i give a slight nod to harold lloyd in speedy and in best actress i almost unequivocally give it to janet Gaynor for her role in street angel but um part of my heart wants to give it to lillian gish but i give it to janet Gaynor for street angel so that's The first one now let's go to number two the second academy award Uh, this one was uh, broadcast on radio on uh, april 3rd actually 1930 and the awards were given to films that were made between august 1st 1928 and july 31st 1929 or released not made but released Uh, but but the most or the best artistic film and unique film, that's, that's out of there. It doesn't exist anymore. Now it's just Outstanding Picture. And, uh, and then we have Best Actor and Best Actress. And, uh, so that's what we are dealing with. So, uh, so it's the, the best movies weren't split up into categories. But here we go. Oh, Broadway. You got clown on Broadway. So uh, the best picture of Or the second The second uh, Academy Awards this Is the Broadway Melody uh, Huge Metro Goldwyn Mayer production um, Also nominated that year was Uh, Alibi, the movie starring uh, Roland West. Got some stuff to say about that. The Hollywood View of 1929, another Irving Thalberg MGM production. In Old Arizona, a Fox Film production, which was uh, a Western and The Patriot uh, by Ernst Lubitsch. Doesn't star Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> but the second Academy Awards again was on the radio this time. There and uh, it lasted a little longer than 15 minutes. I haven't been able to find the actual running time for it, but uh, let's see here. Uh, the other movies that I would put in that uh, the ones that I think were deserving of a nomination the docks of new york starring uh, george brent and betty compson uh the care man, buster keaton uh his first mgm film and some might say his only great one uh, the man who laughs uh, is also in there uh, madam x uh, kind of a horror film is is also one i would consider uh, but ultimately, one has to be a winner, is it the Broadway Melody? Uh, no, no. As a matter of fact, uh, we talked with Ginger Polly about Forty Second Street a while back. There's something so much better about that than there is the Broadway Melody, uh, nineteen twenty nine. It's it's a good movie, uh, but it, you know, it's a nice little three star movie. Uh, but is it the best picture? no uh, hollywood review of, of 1929 another musical again it's something that's good but not great um in old arizona uh, a western a uh, terrific performance the what well, more than one terrific performance uh, but we're going to talk about warren baxter in a little bit who won for best actor uh that year uh, but this—it's overall kind of a boring movie, and I think a lot of those old westerns, a, a lot of them were kind of swings and misses. And I don't know why that is. I guess set design had a lot to do with it. I, I'm not sure. But when we look back at it, it's a—you know—you look at a really great drama, or a really great comedy. Um, maybe set design isn't so important, but I guess what with westerns, it kind of is. Uh, so uh, maybe that's the reason behind that, or the thought behind that. But uh, the Patriot, unfortunately, I it, it is not it is not a lost film, but it's not viewable by me. I've never seen it, and I can't say that it's the best picture if I haven't seen it. Um, I tried, ladies and gentlemen, I tried to find the Patriot, uh, but it it's it is available uh, to be viewed. Um, uh, but all I can tell is that it's, it's viewable at, uh, a university and now I'm fa- it's failing me which one it was, but, um, uh, one really great film, uh, is the man who laughs. So starring Rand Veek, um, uh, it's a drama that's a little creepy. Uh, he would remind you of the Joker and uh, but it's falls just short of what I think should win uh, for best picture. Uh, we go to Madam X, uh, which uh, was a movie that uh, is directed by Lionel Barrymore. Uh, it scores r- really low on IMDb for some reason. Uh, But I think it's a terrific movie. And it also scores on Road Low and Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, But I think it's a terrific movie. But uh, it's not my winner. Uh, The Cameraman uh, with Buster Keaton. uh, So many things to like about The Cameraman and some interesting things about it is that uh, it is the only movie that Buster Keaton was allowed to make completely on his own without much studio interruption. Uh, for, for MGM, he was uh, he kind of hid from the from the studio making the movie. <laughs> they, he did not want. He had the re, uh, reputation for running way over budget, and that uh, he ended up with MGM because um, he couldn't couldn't control his uh, money situation. So they. Wanting to be the the actor more so than the uh, director, uh, so there's a whole there's a whole podcast episode involving that. We we did talk about about Buster Keaton and in, in length a few years ago. If you want to scroll back and listen to uh, that, there's a, there's a lot of background on what was happening to uh, uh, Buster Keaton, uh, but uh, the. It, that movie scores 8.1 on my imed uh it's a terrific performance by him um it's directed by edward cedric but um <laughs> i think most people that are in the know realize that that was really buster keaton's movie he's the one that directed it and i think edward cedric just uh sat down and could maybe contributed a little bit but this was buster keaton's movie and it is an excellent film Source 100 on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1 on IMBD, uh, and uh, it's I, it is uh, almost worthy of my best picture. Okay, and I also mentioned Alibi, which oh my word! Uh, when I when I looked up Alibi, uh, it was uh, called claustrophobic, <laughs> um, and that's a good word for it. There's lots of really good sound effects and really great camera angles. Um, this was an experimental film, really. directed by Roland West, and it also, uh, see, it stars uh, Chester Morris, um, Henry Stubbs, and May Bush, who, you're thinking, how do I know that name? Mae Bush was in a lot of Laurel and Hardy movies, but she's in this movie too. Uh, it Alibi is basically a crime drama, and it is uh, it is not it's not a, a beautiful picture. It's not warm and fuzzy. Uh, it's not sweet by any stretch. The beginning, uh, you hear this rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat. Um, of, uh, of a, of cl- a of a police uh, or let's see what, what do they call them, uh, the uh, pr- prison guard uh, club. You hear this rat tat tat, and it's very it is very claustrophobic. It's a good word. How alibi, however, uh, is very clunky, and has some dialogue that's eh, you know okay. Um, a lot of weird quiet moments. Uh, It's a really good example of an early talkie where they were trying to figure out how to make (laughs) talkies. And uh, uh, so that's uh, what was going on with uh, uh, Alibi. Um, And uh, I'm going to try to look and see if I missed something. Uh, But ultimately, uh, though, somebody's going to win Best Picture. I think this was, was a lot easier for me than... The first one and this one is one that didn't get nominated. It's the Docks of New York, starring George Brent and Betty Compson. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> Sorry, George Bancroft and Betty Compson. I hope I said George Bancroft. Uh, but it's directed by Joseph von Sternberg, and it's an absolutely marvelous movie. 76 movies or 76 minutes and it's a it's a tight uh tight film uh not too much to to take in it doesn't waste any time um but uh yeah yeah, these are the big stars in it George Bancroft uh big burly man that uh takes up a lot of space uh in in a in a in a shot uh but then you got Betty Compson you know who just was so beautiful, and just uh, just dazzling in this role. Uh, this is a silent film, and amongst a bunch of movies that are not silent films, um, Docks in New York is my winner, ladies and gentlemen. It, it just is. Uh, Joseph von Sterberg directed a true gem here. And so many people are not aware of the greatness uh, of this film. And uh, what a shame. Uh, But you know what? You can rectify it by watching it. I'm not going to spoil any part of it. I'm just going to tell you that George Bancroft and Betty Thompson play people that view themselves as very bad people. They don't value themselves. uh, But it's still a beautiful tale and that's all i will say um just it just oh oh just so beautiful i love it and i i love that toughness of george bancroft and and just the sheer beauty of betty compson and um as a matter of fact uh, if you have seen leaving las vegas you could almost say that that movie took from Docks of New York. Docks of New York is a much warmer film to watch, much sweeter and just easier to watch, easier to take in. But there are a little few things in common, and you'll see what I mean when you watch it. But the Docks of New York, just a fabulous movie and that wins my best picture for the second Academy Awards. Uh... Best Actor. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about George Bancroft again uh, for Docs in New York. Uh, we want to talk about uh, well, the winner, uh, Warren Baxter for In Old Arizona. Um, let's see here. Uh, Chester Morris was nominated for Alibi. Uh, Paul Muni was nominated for the Valiant, and Lewis Stone was nominated for the Patriot. Uh, and it, you got to look at the possibility of nominating Buster Keaton for the ran and Eric von Stroheim. Uh, these guys didn't didn't get nominated, but Eric Eric von Stroheim for the Great Gabo, which if you see the Great Gabo not a candidate for best picture i love that movie a lot not a candidate for best picture though uh, it's very clunky and uh, weirdly and oddly put together um with uh, the musical numbers uh inside a movie that's clearly a a drama but eric von stroheim delivers a terrific performance in in that film uh george uh, bancroft uh, fantastic performance on the docks in New York. Love that performance. And, uh, Warren Baxter, uh, for an old Arizona, uh, definitely, um, definitely a good performance. Uh, uh, I think all these men delivered really great performances. Uh, Buster Keaton, you know, just... <laughs> Marvelous performance in uh, the the cameraman, and uh, just talked up George Bancroft takes up all that space. Uh, just a wonderful, wonderful performance in the docks of New York. Um, I'm uh, going to land on Paul Muni uh, in Valley. Uh, valiant is or the, or the the valiant is not again really a good candidate for best picture, um, but Paul Muni who just was a just a dazzling actor just just so such a, a tough guy but uh, you know in this movie um, uh, Paul Muni kills a man we don't know exactly know why. Um, and, but, uh, then he turns himself in, um, but, uh, really, really, really very good performance. And I think it's worthy of the nod for best actor in that particular uh, year. Trying to be very objective is difficult. Uh, very difficult um i i want to give buster keaton the nod in this one um but paul muni again it's like one of those things how do you say one dramatic act uh performance is is better than a really great comedic performance or the other way around um very tough to say i wish kind of makes you wish that there was a category for best comedy best whatever but um, but ultimately, I give it to Paul Muni uh, for *The Valiant*. And if you see the movie, you'll see why I give it to him. It's an excellent performance by an excellent actor, um, Paul Muni. One of his several really wonderful, memorable performances. But I'm not. I'm tr- I'm not trying to uh, go through this. Uh, as something like, okay, I'm just going to give a nod to what the Academy said, and we'll just talk a little bit about why they chose that. But at the same time, I'm not trying to be antagonistic either. I'm not picking something just because uh, it's going against what was said. So I'm trying to be objective, and it is very difficult because I have my preferences, uh, but, you know, uh, which one, movie would I rather watch? Right now, I'd probably rather watch The Cameraman. Um, but I got to look at this performance of Paul Muni and give him the nod for The Valiant. Just an excellent performance in, in just really, really good. Uh, best Actress. Uh, we are going to... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is something to attack here. Uh, uh, Mary Pickford won for Best Actress for Coquette. Um, Let's see. Who else was uh, nominated that year? Uh, Betty Compson was nominated for The Barker. Uh, Ruth Chatterton was nominated for the aforementioned Madam X. Corinne Griffith uh, was nominated for... Uh, the Divine Lady, and Bessie Love uh, for the Broadway Melody. And let's see if I added any to it. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, Jeannie Eagles uh, for uh, The Letter was also nominated. Uh, now, I'm going to approach the obvious here, elephant in the room, um, and that is that i think everybody who knows anything about early hollywood here is that mary pickford was a lovely lovely actress uh, starred in dozens of films uh, that are worthy of winning awards coquette is probably her worst performance and she wins her best actress and it's so frustrating because she was in so many really wonderful, sweet movies. Uh, But unfortunately, most of them, like Lillian Gish, like Clara Bow, not eligible to win awards. Uh, But Mary Pickford is the wife of the president of the Academy. She gets the nod. And I think we all (laughs) do the fixes in with that one. And I love Mary Pickford. Uh, there's not 20 people on this earth that are bigger Mary Pickford fans than I am. I love her films. Um, this just wasn't a great performance. And uh, it's not a good movie at all. And it's just, a, the Coquette is, it's one of those movies that you want to like and you just can't do it. You can't bring yourself to like it at, at all. But, and it's frustrating. It's sad. Uh, but um, uh, but yeah Ruth Chatterton, uh, well deserved of an Oscar for Madame X. Um, Betty Thompson, we can't see the Barker. It's not it doesn't seem to be available anywhere. Um, uh, if you're in the area you can uh, see it at the UCLA Film and Television archive. Haven't been able to find it anywhere else, Uh, but, um, you know, I'd like to say, boy, I sure do love Betty Compton in that movie, but haven't seen it. Uh, uh, Jeannie Eagles uh, in uh, The Letter. I am positive we've never mentioned her name on the podcast, and uh, unfortunately, uh, she died uh, before this award ceremony and uh, she was only 39 years old former Zigfield uh, girl and uh, died suddenly um, and unfortunately I'm unable to evaluate this movie um, it is it is available on DVD um, however I have not purchased it uh, to see it I probably will make make a change to that, um, but I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that I haven't seen it. It's not available online anywhere, at least that I've been able to see. Uh, but just a, a sad story uh, there. But the Divine Lady is a similar situation uh, where it seems to only be available uh, at. UCLA at the Film and Art Television Archive. Uh, so I've not seen that either. Um, Ruth Chatterton, I can honestly say, excellent performance. And, and uh, Madam X. And Bessie Love uh, is marvelous in the Broadway melody. However, I'm going to give the award to an actress that I mentioned, but not the movie yet, at least not for this particular category. I am giving it to the lovely and the extraordinary Betty Compson uh, for The Docks of New York. Her role in this is absolutely wonderful. Um, The way I, you know, the way she (laughs) lies in bed smoking a cigarette, it's just, you have to see it to understand it. Um, It's just absolutely breathtaking. And she plays somebody who, like I said earlier, doesn't value her own life. She doesn't value herself. She doesn't think that she's worth anything. And her opposite, you know, George Bancroft feels the same way. He doesn't value himself. He's just a terrible sailor, you know, just a bad guy. That's how he views himself. And Betty Compson, who views herself as worthless. And the movie explores whether or not they're right or wrong uh, Betty Compson just absolutely marvelous performance and I give her the nod for best actress not for the Barker which I haven't seen but for the Docs in New York which I have seen and um, we had a we had a whole podcast uh, on Betty Compson uh, what was it uh, two years ago I talked with uh, Jessica Wall um, about Betty Compson. We had just a joyous conversation about her, and uh, we had a really nice celebration of of an actress that is not often heralded. And if you haven't heard the podcast about Betty Compson, uh, she's an actress that deserves some attention, uh, she deserves some love from the classic film community, uh, or just from the film community. Um, I absolutely love Betty Thompson and I really, really love her in this movie, um, Docs of New York. Just absolutely wonderful film. And if you, again, if you haven't seen it, yeah, watch it. So that takes two of our of, of our. Um, Awards the Docs of New York best picture and best actress. And let me tell you, George Bancroft doesn't, isn't very far behind in taking the third out of three. Uh, but uh, *Docks of New York, wonderful movie, and you should see it. Uh, so that's all I have for right now. Uh, this has uh, uh, been a lot of fun. <laughs> going through these movies and um, it's been a little bit of a workout uh, to watch them all um, or at least the ones I could see. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, in a few months we'll revisit the Academy Awards and and, and I, I, I haven't decided if I'm going to tackle number three and four or just number three yet. I I'm not sure, so. Uh, but we will be back with another presentation of uh, the certainly of the Academy Awards number three, and this is so much fun, and it's going to be a lot of uh, fun and effort to go through all of uh, uh, the years. And again, I encourage anyone to comment, say, "I hey, say you're dead wrong, you're so wrong." Um, we may delve into the categories a little bit more. As we go, um, uh, as we go along, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about supporting uh, actors and actresses, and maybe we'll talk a little more about best director or something. But uh, but for right now, we're going to settle on the three big categories: uh, best picture, best actor, best actress. And uh, it's been lovely talking with you, folks. Thank you for listening.